Your adrenals are tiny glands located on the sides of both of your kidneys. They produce hormones that react to stress and regulate vital functions such as blood pressure and metabolism. However, if this stress is prolonged, it can actually start affecting your adrenal glands. Eventually, down the line, they're going to stop working as well and their functionality will be compromised, which may affect that your body responds to stress. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. Do you wake up feeling exhausted? Do you find yourself depending on caffeine to stay awake throughout the day? Are you finding yourself more irritable or hangry? You know, hunger that makes you feel angry and hungry. Maybe your energy level crashes in the afternoon, but then you get that second wind before bed and you just can't wind down or fall asleep. It's possible that you may be suffering from adrenal fatigue. Today, we're talking all about adrenal fatigue, what it is, the symptoms, and what you can do to heal from it. After you listen to this episode, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to episode 99, which is all about cortisol and how to know if your cortisol levels are too high. These two episodes go really well together to help you to really understand that stress response. Now, I've said this before many times on the podcast. This is what I do my keynote speeches about when I go to different companies and organizations, but stress isn't always a bad thing. In the short term, stress hormones such as cortisol actually energize you and motivate you to overcome obstacles and even help you to focus on the problem. However, over time, the same hormones can lead to anxiety, catastrophic thinking, or inappropriately impulsive action, and even adrenal fatigue. So I'm hoping that by the end of this episode, you're going to learn a little bit more about adrenal fatigue and what you can do to heal from it naturally. All right, so let's start with a big question. What is adrenal fatigue? Because I'm sure you've heard a lot about it before, but maybe you just don't know exactly what it is. But it's essentially a depletion of your adrenal glands. Adrenal fatigue was coined by James L. Wilson, ND, DC, PhD, in his book, Adrenal Fatigue, the 21st Century Syndrome. In that book, he says, it's not a disease, it's a syndrome that results from being stressed to a point at which the body can't respond in an optimal way. Adrenal fatigue theory says that people who are under long-term stress can't keep up with the body's hormone needs. This is when problems may arise. Dr. Wilson has also drawn the connection between adrenal fatigue and nearly all autoimmune diseases, since the mental and physical stresses accompanying such conditions also affect the adrenals. In my own practice, I've also seen parallels between excessive stress and autoimmune conditions, as well with some of my clients. 
Our high stress culture, especially after the last couple of years of uncertainty we've all experienced, can lead to adrenal exhaustion. But in order to keep up with the high levels of stress, you need healthy adrenals. Okay, so you might be wondering now, okay, well, I've heard her talk about adrenals. So what are my adrenals? So your adrenals are tiny glands located on the sides of both of your kidneys. They produce hormones that react to stress and regulate vital functions such as blood pressure and metabolism. However, if this stress is prolonged, it can actually start affecting your adrenal glands. Eventually, down the line, they're going to stop working as well and their functionality will be compromised, which may affect that your body responds to stress. So let's talk about signs and what you guys can look out for. So how do you know if you're suffering from adrenal fatigue versus just pure exhaustion or just regular stress? Well, here are some common signs of adrenal fatigue. Brain fog, moodiness, body aches, difficulty waking up, food cravings, especially for salty and sweet foods, hair loss, increased energy levels, especially in the evenings. So what causes adrenal fatigue? How do you get it? Any kind of excess stress causes the adrenals to increase cortisol production. Adrenal fatigue is thought to occur when the adrenals have just been overworked to a point that they can't any longer secrete levels of cortisol that are adequate for optimal function. Some potential chronic stressors that can lead to adrenal fatigue include emotional stress, um, experiences such as grief or trauma. And actually, supporters of adrenal fatigue believe the problem begins when many different life stressors just become too much for your body to handle. Toxins, autoimmune conditions, excessive exercise, viruses, bacterial infections, food intolerances, and also microbiome dysfunctions. All right, so now you might be wondering, okay, well, how do I know that I have it? How can I actually diagnose adrenal fatigue? But this is actually where some of the controversy, a lot of the controversy around adrenal fatigue comes into play because a lot of experts in the medical community don't actually believe that adrenal fatigue is real, that it's actually a real condition. And I think that those that suffer from it would say otherwise. But that said, the research for adrenal fatigue, it goes back years. Uh, Henry Howard, I think his last name is Harrower, but I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he's one of the original editors of the Journal of Endocrinology. And he wrote quite a bit about low adrenal function. So some of the most recent scientific debate about adrenal fatigue has a lot to do with diagnostic methods. Adrenal health was previously measured using things like blood tests. Um, and these blood tests were designed to detect Addison's as well as Cushing's disease. Um, tests which some practitioners say are insufficient to actually measure the complex cycle of cortisol levels. Doctors conducting an adrenal fatigue test, they most often do so using either urine or saliva tests to measure cortisol levels. There's also other tests available like a hair mineral analysis test. Um, and I'm actually going to link in the show notes to like a company that you guys can look out for to actually, if you are interested in something like that, maybe you might want to order that. Um, you can also do, I think I mentioned with the blood test, um, an AM, an AM cortisol test or so cortisol test that you do in the morning or an ACTH stimulation test. So I've linked a quiz in the show notes that you can take, um, which actually might be a really good first step if you think, okay, Hey, I think I have some of the symptoms here. I think I might be suffering from adrenal fatigue, but I'm not quite sure. So there is a quiz in the show notes that you guys can take as a really good first step. 
But I have to say this is no substitute for speaking with your doctor. So make sure to talk to your doctor about what testing is right for you, since adrenal fatigue symptoms can also be an indication of other diseases, um, such as autoimmune disease, depression, or even fibromyalgia. So this is also what makes it really hard to medically diagnose adrenal fatigue, because it can actually be an indication of other types of conditions. Now, considering that adrenal fatigue is such a complex condition and has so many different triggers, the first step in being able to tackle it effectively is really to establish what's going on in your body. So that's why it's important to see a medical professional or even an endocrinologist because they can both assess both conventional lab tests as well as thyroid function, which are very important indicators when it comes to treating conditions like adrenal fatigue. All right, so let's talk about how to soothe your adrenals. So now that you know more about what adrenal fatigue is, what the symptoms are, you might be thinking, okay, what what are some things I can do to start to heal from it? Well, first of all, presently, there's no pharmaceutical method or any type of drug um, for how to treat adrenal fatigue. But natural remedies like some of the following that I'm going to share with you may actually help. Do you feel like your stress levels are constantly on the rise? You're not alone. Feeling stressed is a perfectly normal feeling, but it can sometimes feel like you're taking on the world without the strength to get back up. In my free Foods That Soothe ebook, you'll discover some key vitamins, nutrients, and recipes that may help you to improve your mood as well as to reduce your stress. I know how it feels to be overwhelmed, so I wrote this resource with you in mind. No matter how stressed you are, there is always a way to find relief. This book doesn't take more than 10 minutes to read. You can even read it on your phone or on your tablet. You can also grab the free download over at trudyestone.com forward slash foods that soothe. Okay, the first one is diet. And you guys know I have to start with this one. So you want to add in a lot of nutrient dense vegetables that support hormone production. You also want to add in veggies that are a good source of iodine and B vitamins, which are necessary for healthy hormone production, as well as helping your body to manage stress. So lots of green leafy vegetables, right? So we're talking spinach, Swiss chard, kale, maybe make some yummy kale chips, um, you know, sulfur rich vegetables as well. So asparagus, which is also a really great source of folic acid. I've talked about that before in the podcast. Um, folic acid, um, it can be really helpful. Some studies have shown has been helpful for dealing with symptoms of depression and anxiety. Um, onions, garlic, sea vegetables as well. So things like dulce, nori, kelp, RMA. So sea vegetables is like, so for example, nori, like nori is like the best example there or the most popular example, because that's what you use to kind of wrap your sushi in, right? Nori. But there's other ones as well, like dulce, um, kelp and RMA. So if you go to your local health food store, if you just ask them for sea vegetables and just mention some of the ones I just uh, told you there, they wouldn't actually have that in your local health food store. So that's where you can get it. You might be able to grab that on Amazon too. Um, this is actually the time of year where I tend to step up my sea vegetables because I actually like putting a lot, um, in my, not a lot, but I like putting them in my, um, like in my stews and my soups and that sort of thing. Um, and I love the taste of it too. I love the flavor. Protein and healthy fats. Definitely want to make sure you're adding these guys in. Um, Avocados. Avocados contain beneficial B vitamins as well as monounsaturated fats that may boost neurotransmitter production as well as brain health. So avocado, which is actually a fruit, also contains potassium, which naturally helps to lower blood pressure. Coconut oil. 
So coconut oil contains good fats like medium chain triglycerides. You may have heard MCTs, right? So MCT oil. And yes, you can buy an MCT oil, but you know what? I just like using coconut oil because I'm a big fan of having like one thing in my can- in my pantry or my cabinet and it has multiple uses. And I don't know that I'd be able to use MCT oil in a lot of different things. Someone listening to this might think otherwise, but hey, for me, like I'm all about saving money on my grocery bill. And if I can get coconut oil that has those MCTs in it and benefit from that, then hey, it's a great day. Um, so there's lots of different things you can do with coconut oil. Um, you can bake with it, which is what I love to do. I actually whipped up an amazing pumpkin loaf over the weekend and I swapped out butter and I put in coconut oil instead as a butter replacement. So you could do that. Um, I often cook with it. I cook with it quite a bit. Um, I also add a teaspoon. So you can add a teaspoon to your morning smoothie as well. Adaptogenic herbs. This is like one of my favorite things to talk about. I just love the magic of adaptogenic herbs. Okay. <laughs> so some of the most popular are ashwagandha. And I think I've talked about this before. Like ashwagandha tea is like my go-to stress relief tea. I love ashwagandha. Like I usually drink ashwagandha pretty much every night before I go to sleep. Um, when I drink it, I just feel like so soothed that I feel like someone's just wrapping me in a warm embrace. Ooh, I could use some right now. <laughs> so ashwagandha, uh, maca, holy basil, those are some adaptogenic herbs. Um, they all have a regulating effect on cortisol. Okay. But you definitely want to make sure you check with your doctor before adding in any at, um, adaptogens at all. Um, especially, especially if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, um, chill out and sip on some herbal tea. Okay, I've t- talked. I talked about my love affair with ashwagandha tea. <laughs> uh, I love it so much. But as much as I love ashwagandha tea, I also like chamomile tea as well. This is also one of my go-to bedtime teas. Um, and this has actually been shown to help decrease anxiety, depression, and stress symptoms in as little as a few weeks. Rooibos tea. A lot of people don't really talk about rooibos tea too much, and I don't really hear people drinking it or talking about it so much. I could be living under a rock. I don't know. I'm just not seeing it. Um, and actually, rooibos tea is not really a tea. It actually comes from the African red bush, typically known as rooibos. Um, and it may have a balancing effect on cortisol. And sometimes I might actually drink this in the afternoon. This is not usually one that I drink before bed because I like my chamomile before I go to bed or my ashwagandha before I go to bed. But rooibos, if I'm feeling like a little bit frazzled like in the afternoon, I might actually um, have like a cup of rooibos tea and I might actually just put on my essential oils as well. So I have a holy basil essential oil that I'll just pop in my diffuser um, and I just breathe all breathe in all of those good vibes. OK, so that's something I do as well exercise. So guys, like I'm telling you, this is somebody who actually does this stuff. Like I actually practice this stuff. And I find that again, you have to find what works for you. You have to check with your doctor when you're adding in certain herbs and that sort of thing. But I do find that adding in some of the things that I've I've just shared with you here have really made a huge difference, um, in my stress levels and helping to manage, you know, levels of anxiety or symptoms of anxiety, um, and all of that great stuff. So again, for me, it's definitely a practice. I don't always get it right. Sometimes I forget the tools that are available to me. Like, you know, like most people do, right. I'm not perfect, but I do find that when I do a lot of these things, like when I eat, when I take the time to nourish my body, when I take the time to do some of the other things I'm about to share with you in a minute, um, I do find it does make a world of difference in helping to manage stress levels. Um, So exercise. Now, if you're going through a stressful time or if you suspect that you might be suffering from adrenal fatigue, this might not be the time to start going hardcore with your workouts. 
Um, high intensity workouts may actually be doing more harm than good since that level of, you know, difficult or intense activity, it may further wear out your adrenals. So instead you want to lean into things like yoga, Tai Chi, or even walking. Okay. Just something as simple and basic as walking. And that's something that I've been embracing a little bit more as well. I actually like to walk in the fall um, because I, I tend to get a little bit hot, like when I'm exercising and stuff, like I feel like more than the average person. I don't know, but um, <laughs> I like to, I feel like this is a confessional sometimes. Jeez. Um, but yeah, I like to actually walk when it's cooler outside. So I like to walk in the fall because the air is like, it's not cold, cold, but it's just like that Christmas in the air. I got my little sweater on. I might put like a, you know, my tea in my mug or my little, you know, my thermos and just kind of walk with it. Um, but yeah, I love doing that. Um, so yeah, so bonus if you actually incorporate breathing exercises or meditation into your workout. So if you're doing something like yoga, maybe you add in, you know, some breathing exercises into it, right? This may actually help to soothe your mind as well as helping to naturally decrease feelings of stress and anxiety. So my all time favorite yogi, there's a lot on YouTube, okay, but my favorite yogi who has this just awesome mix of yoga, meditation, and self-love and spirituality is Ariana Elizabeth. And I'm trying to get her on this podcast, y'all. Okay. So let's all, let's all get Ariana on this podcast, (laughs) but she is absolutely awesome. Um, she's really actually helped me to enjoy my yoga practice. And I'm actually one of those type of people who, and I, I struggle as to whether or not I should say this, but like, I'm one of those type of people who feels like if I'm not exercising really hard, then it's not a good workout. So I've really had to reframe and change my mindset in terms of what a workout looks like. And just really looking at, look at, looking at working out as just moving my body, right? Nourishing my body through movement. And yoga has been really beneficial for me in helping to manage my stress levels um, as well. Like I said, you know, incorporating that breathing into it. So I really like Ariana's um, 50-50 yoga meditation. So she'll do like half half of the class, which is like meditation. And then the other half is like yoga. Um, So good. So good. So I'm going to link to her in the show notes so you guys can check it out. I think you guys will love her just as much as I do. Breathing exercises. Speaking of breathing, um, this one is so overlooked. And it's free. It's also one of the most powerful ways to reduce the stress response. Now, we breathe all day long, but not a lot of people are conscious of the way that they actually breathe. So take time throughout the day to become aware of your breath, and you're going to notice that you're going to melt stress away, as well as activating your parasympathetic nervous system that will help you to relax. Boundaries, okay? This is one I am still learning and I'm still practicing, but it is so important. If you don't establish boundaries, people will get away with what you allow them to. So some things you can do to establish boundaries are maybe no calls during your lunch hour. You know, maybe you're turning off the notifications on Slack or an email, you know, after a certain time in the evening, so you won't get tempted to respond. Uh, If you have an assistant, ask for their help and their their support and having a bit of buffer time in between meetings so that you're not slammed in meetings back to back. If you don't have an assistant, well, that responsibility then lies on you to make sure that you have, you know, built in a little bit of buffer time in between meetings so you don't feel like you're running ragged. 
So, you know, use that buffer time, even if it's like, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to just get up, walk away from your desk, you know, do some deep breathing exercises, or even do maybe some stretches or make a quick nourishing smoothie with some of the foods I mentioned earlier. Well, that's it for now, friends. So until next time, take care of your mind and your body will follow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.